Put your speeders in park. Pour yourself a blue mojito. Kick your feet up because it's time for Qui-Gon's happy hour, ladies and gentlemen. And this episode is Mando Monday's chapter number 15. That's right. Blah, blah, blah. We're up to chapter number 15. We've only got two more episodes left. Yeah, that's right. We've only got two episodes left, ladies and gentlemen. I know. It's a little bit sad, but don't be sad. It's Christmas. It's Life Day. Life Day is coming soon, ladies and gentlemen. Life Day is on its way, and we're going to do a Life Day special coming up this week um, because I'm away next week um, and very busy next week. So we're going to do an early Life Day special here on Qui-Gon's Happy Hour where we're going to talk about some very special new shows that are coming out bit of Star Wars stuff too. But without further ado, I just want to show you something. I think I have. So I was at the shops today and I was looking in the Star Wars section, in the toy section as always. They had the new uh, Mando and, and, and Grogu set uh, with, the, with, the, with the cradle and everything in the Black Series. But um, on, the, on the label, on the, on the um, shelf, it said Mando Mondays. So Lucasfilm might come after me. So next season of Mando, this might not be called Mando Mondays. It might be Mando Madness. I don't know. I don't know what that Mando Mondays is referring to. I've got to Google it and I'll come back next week and I'll let you know. But it did say Mando Mondays and it made me sad. But don't be sad because we have a new theme song. And yes, this is a copyrighted theme song again. Just borrowing from the bangles. But ladies and gentlemen... See Din Djarin. Just another Mando. Oh, whoa. I wish it was Friday. Oh, whoa. Mando Monday. Oh, no. Mando. <laughs> Thank you to the Bangles for our new Mando Mondays theme song but ladies without further ado ladies and gentlemen ooh, oh but ladies if you're listening this one, no just kidding <laughs> that's creepy ass i could do my sultry voice my late night sultry no i'm just kidding um ladies and gentlemen let's without further ado let's get into chapter 15 as always i've written notes i've watched it a couple of times it's time to get into chapter 15 the journey i believe it was I can't remember what it was called. What was it called? Interwebs, help me out here. What was it called? I don't know. I can't remember what the episode was. A call aid. Um, let's see if we can get it up here. Oh, Dinny Plunge. Help me out. Actually, let's just go chapter 15, Mandalorian. What do we call it? It was called The Believer. That's it. Who was The Believer? Dinjarin. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, spoiler alert. As always, spoiler alert. If you haven't watched it, don't go any further than this. But now we're going to get in. Okay, we start in the prison with all the TIE fighters. There was A-wings, there was X-wing engines. There was all sorts of kind of cool stuff that apparently I hear um, originates from none other than the Fallen Order. I've not played Fallen Order, um, unfortunately. I don't possess a PlayStation to do so. So, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit behind on Fallen Order, but that's okay. Um, then there was a... I, I wrote down here in my notes, the Ralph Macquarie Wookiee was in the prison in the background. But I realize now 
that now those are called Lasots. Yes, that's right. I have watched Rebels. Um, and I know that Zeb is a Lasot. So, and that was based on Ralph McQuarrie's original concept art for the Wookiee Chewbacca. Um, anyway, so then we then we meet Bill Burr. Bill Burr's there. Cara Dune comes to get him. That prisoner droid was a real um, dank Farrick. <laughs> I'm just going to use that word every time I want to curse. Um, he was a real uh, poodoo head. Uh, that's another good one. Um, and I love that Bill Burr kind of walked up, was confused about Cara Dune. Cara Dune had a little martial badge on her belt, like a Power Ranger. Like she was a rebellion, a New Republic Power Ranger. Um, and I love that he saw Boba, Boba Fett, who apparently, I don't pay attention to social media anymore because I'm, I've had enough of the fanboys, but um, apparently the fanboys didn't love fresh Boba Fett. So no one's going to be happy. It's the Star Wars fandom. We all love Star Wars, but we all hate Star Wars at the same time. So um, Boba Fett, I just like the idea. I had Rex and around talking about it. Shouts out to um, Michael and, and, and Greg. Uh, they were talking about how it's just the uh, just the idea, and I think I might do a little comic strip of it. It'd be fun um, of of Bob, Boba Fett uh, spray painting um, his armor while Din's there, just like freaking out because his ship's broken and and his phaser gun is gone, and, and Grogu's running like they've got Gro like everything that's just happened to him is just it's been horrible, and Boba Fett's just like Din, I just I just need I just finally got my dead's armor back. Please, just let me, let me spray it. Anyway, um, so Boba's nice and fresh. Uh, Bill Burr thought the Mando, he was the Mando. And then Boba's face, um, Tamura's uh, acting was like, huh, do you mean that guy? <laughs> um, and then we got into Slave One and we finally solved the mystery of Slave One and it's actually on a gyroscope and everything kind of moved. It didn't really move very much in... Um, in Attack of the Clones, but now that we're here, that's just Favreau and 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 Filoni being massive fanboys and wanting to answer a question that didn't need to be answered, but it did in that moment um, because fanboys wanted to know all about that kind of stuff. Um, so it was on a gyroscope. That was really cool. I love that it moved like that. Um, let's go to Mayfeld because he, they needed Mayfeld because he is an ex-Imperial. That's right. He's a sharpshooter. So, um, and he was a trooper, I believe. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, and that's the second time we've seen a stormtrooper kind of take his helmet off and, and be humanized. Okay. Um, Fett, let's just say, so, okay, we get to the planet, um, Korriban, Susapan, Flapapan, Kurat, I don't care what the planet is anymore. It doesn't matter to me. Um, we're on a, on a jungle planet. Um, the story is more important to me at this point. We're on the planet such and such, and uh, they're all standing around going, you know, Cara Dune, she's like, oh, I'll be reckoning. So someone needs to go with Bill Burr, um, and he's, he's telling them about how the CCTV, so to speak, will pick them up and facial recognition, and they'll be done for, and you'll never see a kid again. So um, the stakes are fairly, are very, very high for um, our friend, the Mando, and his friends who are trying to help him out, um, Boba Fett and, and so on. Uh, really cool to just see Boba Fett kind of work with Mando and be part of the team. Same with um, Fennec Shan. Just the the most amazing, magnificent seven team they could have put together. It's just really cool. Um, and it's kind of cool to see the grief cargo isn't really part of it because you know he's older. He's a magistrate. He's he's running his town in in um, Navarro and so on. So that's cool. Um, so they're all standing around and Boba Fett, mate. You know, Cara Dune's like, oh, I can't go because I'm a marshal. 
Um, Fennec Shan, they're like, okay, Fennec, you go with her. Well, no, Fennec, you, Fennec's wanted by the ESP or whatever they say, the ISP, the um, Imperial Snake people, I suppose. Um, and then Boba Fett, they go, well, what about you, Boba Fett? Boba Fett goes, <laughs> this is a great nod. Let's just say that they might recognize my face. <laughs> and for those of you who know what that's about, it's that, well, Boba Fett looks very similar to the clone troopers and a lot of those clone troopers were stormtroopers and, and they're definitely in the Imperial database. So that was a nice little nod there. Just a subtle little thing there that, you know, my dad wouldn't have picked up on, but I picked up on as a fan and that was a very clever little line. That's just Filoni and Favreau for you once again, the Star Wars current generation gods. Um, set up showing... Uh, Showing the face element. So Din says, well, you know where I'm going to go. Um, we set up the face element. It's a very important part in this scene as we get to, in this in episode as we get towards the end of the episode. Um, and again, just great storytelling. Just all round great storytelling. Um, he says, you know, you know, he puts the Stormtrooper costume on. That's what happens. He swaps his Stormtrooper costume. Then Mayfeld's in the, the Mayfeld's in the, in the Trooper, Trooper Pooper, uh, the Trooper Duper, I'm going to call this one. Um, and he sets up, he says to, he says to Din, he says, you know, is it that you can't take off uh, your helmet or you can't show your face? What is it at this point? Because you're just showing me that when the chips are down, when you're desperate, you're just, you're, we're just the same. You'll do what it takes and you'll, you'll compromise your values. And he is right. Um, he's not wrong there. So, um, and then the trooper, well, going on to that, the trooper costume goes to show how important Grogu really is to Din Djarin. And we do see at the end of this episode how important Grogu really is to Din Djarin. Um, we've got Rhydonium. Rhydonium, I believe, is a Filoni invention. It has appeared in Clone Wars and particularly in Rebels. So it is a, uh, it's, it is not the substance that appears in um, Solo and the substance that appears... Um, to give the fal the Falcon its um high super speed, um, but it is the substance. It is a substance that appears in Clone Wars and Rebels. So, just wanted to clear that up. Um, war is war. Monologue is so relevant to today. Um, when Bill Burr is giving that monologue, or Mayfeld rather is giving that monologue and that bit about. You know, um, whereas what are these people? Rebels, Imperial, they're all the same. They're all invaders, so on and so forth. Um, you know, he starts talking about whose side is it anyway, really? Whose side really matters? It's, it, we're all just choosing sides. He's like, I'm just a man trying to make my way across the galaxy. And that's essentially, well, he doesn't say that, but essentially he says that. And that's pretty much what this team is about, is they're just a bunch of survivors. Um, they really are just a bunch of survivors. And... They're a ragtag Guardians of the Galaxy kind of team of Mandalorians and ex-Imperials and ex-Rebels and ex-Bounty Hunters and so on. So, who've just survived. They're just survivors. They survived the war. Um, they survived the Clone Wars in some instances. And they've survived the Imperial War. And now they're on the other side of it, just trying to uh, make do with their lives. Anyway, um... And then where we get hit by uh, the pirates, we start seeing explosions and so on. I really enjoyed, um, if you hear that noise, it's just me having a drink because I talk so quickly, my uh, throat gets a bit dry. But I really enjoyed the element here of um, 
of these pirates. I love the pirates' design. Um, it's the first time we've seen thermal detonators in live action actually explode. Um, you know, they've exploded in the cartoons and stuff, and I believe this is the first time thermal detonators have actually exploded. That's, again, just a Filoni and Favreau little element there. Um, and the I love the design of the creatures for the for the pirates. They didn't express very much, but they were pretty cool. And those those little boat things that were quite similar to um, what's her name in uh, Solo, Emphis Nest in Solo. So I really liked that like the ship, the bike things that they had, and they had those dinghy kind of floaty boat things. That was cool. Um, and then we see Din actually in the armor, and he uses the armor the way he uses his Beskar to defend himself with his shoulder and the trooper armor. The the um, I believe it's the uh, tank trooper armor just explodes like the pauldron just explodes and um you know and you even see him look at it for a second you go oh wow (laughs) um i forgot that i didn't have my armor on this stuff sucks um just plasticky plastonium i don't know that's probably what they call it (laughs) plastonium um made of the same thing that your grandma's mugs are made of. i don't know cups are made of um made of bamboo in this day and age no i'm just kidding um just good and and you know it's just good solid storytelling ladies and gentlemen as i said with the pirates and these pirates the hard part is these pirates are good guys and you know it's 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 the bad guys having to kill the good guys having to kill the cops um to get their way like you know neo having to kick it kick a cop's ass in the matrix kind of thing um because, you know, they're, they're trying to get a job done. But, you know, they're, they're middlemen. They're centrists. They're not necessarily good guys or bad guys. And I get that these pirates are trying to stop the Empire once we get to what the Empire is actually doing with this Rhydonium. Um, or, you know, maybe we should call them the First Order at this point. What they're actually doing with it all is... It's why the pirates are trying to stop them at the end of the day, you know? Um... So, yeah, uh, we, we get... Uh, and this is the first time and then, you know... Uh, the Rhydonium, uh, the pirates get defeated. We see Din kind of just like square up like a Captain America moment. He just goes <sighs> and stands up and <laughs> just sigh all the time. I love that Din sighs all the time. It's such a character thing. Um, he stands and he squares up. He goes, all right, I suppose this is where I'm going to die. Um, he's like, I'm not going to save the kid. Let's do this so we can. And then it's the first time I've ever been happy to see TIE Fighters. And then Mayfeld says what we're all thinking. Oh my God, this is the first time I've ever been happy to see Stormtroopers and TIE Fighters. So that, there's that. And we see Sand Troopers or, or what are they called? Um, I believe uh, I believe they're called Shore Troopers. I mean, it's the same thing. The shore is the sand, I suppose. Um, and then, you know, we get in and they, they're cheering. They're emotional. They're happy. They're excited. Like, it feels like this scene at the end of A New Hope, the, the rebels all screaming and cheering. Like, it's... It's really, it's, it, it makes you think like, what is it that these people have been told? What, what kind of, is it similar to this world? You know, is there two different thought processes, two different kind of worlds going on, good versus evil, and no one knows who's evil and no one knows who's good at the end of the day. Like, what are they being taught? They're not really acting like space Nazis, but until we get to the officer and we'll get to that. And we, you know, we go into the room, um... Bill Burr, uh, Mayfeld can't go in because Fallon Haas, Officer Fallon Haas is there, who was who he used to serve, and I can't run the risk, rah, rah, rah. Um, You know, the terminal has to scan your face, and there we go. There's the payoff 
has to scan your face. And we're going, oh my God, no way. No way he's going in there and scanning his face. No, no way. No way that's going to, and he does. He goes in and tries to scan the trooper's helmet. doesn't work. Um, Fallon Hass is looking at him funny and his co-officer is looking at him funny. And then um, he takes his helmet off. And I think this is the first time he's taken his helmet off in front of someone that wasn't IG-11. <laughs> he's broken his creed, but it goes to show how important Grogu really is. The, just the, the level of emotion. Pedro Pascal's eyes, his eye acting, he does he barely says a word. Uh, the officer comes up and asks for his TK number. He stumbles and fumbles. He, it's like he is naked without his helmet he's he's vulnerable extremely vulnerable and pedro gets that in this moment and he plays that so well he's no longer the mandalorian he's that little boy and that's what you see in his eyes he's that that little boy dinjarin whose parents were killed by droids and he just goes back to that because that's the last time he had his helmet off and it's so emotional. It it just it is one of the best episodes that we've had. This season is the best season, in my opinion, compared to the last. Um, but yeah, this is one of the best episodes because Pedro finally got a chance to to face act. And Pedro has always been good at mask acting, and his emotions he shows with a helmet on is akin to Adam Driver. I don't think anyone else has been in Star Wars as good as Adam Driver up until Pedro Pascal. And it's phenomenal. Um, but finally, we get a chance for Pedro to emote and his eyes are just heartbreaking. Um, he's so vulnerable. And then, you know, Mayfeld saves him. And then we get this scene. He says something about, you know, he's stuck between a rock and a hard place. He gets into the terminal, he gets the information he needs on his little USB stick, but now we're stuck and now we're like, okay. Um, and Mayfeld says something about the deafness in his ears. Um, he's got deafness from the explosions, from the, the... That's why he can't hear what what the officer is saying. He's struggling and the officer yells at him and then the officer says, you know, we're going to go have a drink. They sit down and have a drink. And this scene reminds me of Inglorious Bastards, if you've seen it, um, in the basement, in the bar, with the Nazis and the and the, the the Englishmen pretending to be like the spies and so on. It's so intense, and the way this officer is talking about Operation Cinder, burning corn, Khan, or whatever it is, um, Mayfeld is just slowly starting to like. But Pedro's just—he's just stunned. He's like a stunned mullet. He's not sure what to do. He's just kind of playing it cool, but. It's also kind of a kid because he's he's just so used to hiding behind his helmet and he's just you know we we see a side of Bill Burr that we've never seen. He's a comedian, like he's normally the funny man. He's not he's not this this emotion that comes out of him is phenomenal, and you just hear the music start to rise, and then you're like, oh no, and he kills him, but. This this officer, this this Fallon Hass speaks like a Nazi, like it's so Nazi-esque. They really captured that and they, it was it was impressive. 
I believe that guy is Australian. I've seen the actor before. Um, I've got it. Um, let me have a look here and see what the actor's name is. That's my emails. I don't want that. Um, where is where is it? Where is it? Here we go. Uh, let's find the IMDb page. Okay, we're gonna have to go IMDb. I believe he is Australian. I've seen. He looked familiar and. His voice sounded familiar as well. Um, now, where are we? Pedro, Bill Berg, Giancarlo, Tamura Morrison, Ming-Na Wen, Giancarlo Esposito, Security Droid was Donald Mills, Gunnery Officer, Juggernaut Pilot, Shore Trooper, Valen Hess. Sorry, not Valen Hess. Valen Hess. Richard Brake. Um, Richard Brake, I do believe. Um, you like you know you've seen this episode obviously and you've probably recognised the guy's face but yeah, Richard Colin Brake oh he's a Welsh-born American actor sorry he was ah there you go he was the um the Night King cool okay he's the Night King from Game of Thrones there you go that's intense um and he's in a few other things yeah I can see his face here now that I'm googling it he was the Night King there you go so um that's probably why he was in there um. But yeah, I mean, guy deserved to be shot. So, no, that's not fair. But I, I am glad that he did shoot him because that was some intense. It was just intense, man. And you know, if Bill Burr says something earlier about how you got to learn, you got to sleep at night. Um, and that's that's what he was doing. And they talk about you know they lost their whole division. That was ten k, ten thousand people. Um, you know, and it was like for freedom, and it, he was just so nonchalant about it. Um. And just Bill Burr, I just can't understate how good he was in this scene. Um, and when he looks to Din, he looks like he's about to vomit. Like he's, he's, he looks at Din and Din's like, no, 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 don't, don't. Like he knew what he did. And then he gives, he gives Din his helmet. And this is a very honorable move here. And there's so much character building for Din for, for, uh, and for Mayfeld in this, in this episode. Um, and, you know, he gives him the helmet. He goes, I didn't see your face. Wow. Like, that's so honor. such honor amongst thieves. And he understands how important um, this is to the Mando. Not having his helmet on. It's a dishonorable kind of thing. And it's it's important to him to get... And he gives it back. He puts it back. And he says, you did what you had to do. I didn't see your face. Don't worry about it. Just forget about it. Don't mention it ever again. Um and then, you know, Slave 1, they climb up the side. Slave 1 picks them up. Slave 1 is officially a character in the Mando. It comes so close. It's badass. Um, and then we get back and Mayfeld shoots the Rhydonium in one of the trucks that's exposed in the back of um, the Imperial base and destroys the base and hopefully stops the imps just a little, just that little bit. Um, and then... Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I screamed. I promise you I screamed. It was amazing. <sighs> Slave One flies off. Some TIE fighters chase it. We go, oh no, TIE fighters coming after him. And guess what Slave One, what Boba Fett drops out the back of Slave One. Filoni and Favreau, you are the kings of Star Wars. I love you. If I ever meet you, I'll give you these giant hugs and kisses and... But he drops the trumpet, the silent trumpet bomb. Wow. 
Oh man, from Attack of the Clones that Django drops on. Um, even my missus, we rewatched it this afternoon just so I could make some notes, and she went, oh, "Whoa, what?" And just, "Wow!" Oh, I'm so glad he still got some of those. I'm so glad Slave One still got those. It's officially, officially just the coolest ship. Um, now it's one of my favorite ships. It was cool to begin with, but now it's one of my favorites. Um, and then you know, after Mayfeld shoots the uh, base, he says, "We all have to sleep at night, right?" Um, and you know. Mayfeld's dead now. Did you know that? No. When Cara Dune says, it's a shame that Mayfeld died on the on the base and rah, rah, rah. He's like, what? What do you mean? And it's like, I would have done the same. Like, what do you mean? Are you going to shoot me? <laughs> like, what do you mean? About, what does that mean? What's that supposed to mean? Um, I would have done the same thing. I don't blame him. Um, um, and then he runs off. And finally, we get a hologram on Moff Gideon's destroyer because Din now has his coordinates. So Moff Gideon's like, oh my god, this guy's just gonna like, he's 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 he, he seems a little bit scared of him, um, and you know his the way he delivers these lines in this hologram, um, Din is like, Din's hologram is some serious poodoo. Like he 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 Moff Gideon's in some serious poodoo now. Um, he's like dank Farrick, ladies and gentlemen. Um, he has a wrath. Of a protective father on his hands now. Um, Din has has gone out of his way to get back Grogu. And the next couple of episodes are going to be some ass kicking, ass whoopings coming for Moff Gideon. So, um, yeah, and th- and that's the end of the episode, ladies and gentlemen. Um, directed by Rick Famuyiwa. You know, this was a heist episode again with Mayfeld. And uh, Rick Famuyima directed the heist episode last season when we first met Mayfeld. So that was really cool. You know, it's just nice to have um, Bill Burr as a consistent character in this show. I want to see him again next season. Why not? Bring him back. Got to love Bill Burr. Mayfeld's a great character. We've really built out Mayfeld now. Why not? Why not give us that and then bring him back as part of the team once again? Um, I'm really loving that we're just episode of the week again. Um, there's still an overarching story. It doesn't feel as episode of the week as last season, but we kind of get it now because we got it last last season. So we know the kind of um, the formula to the show. But ladies and gentlemen, that's Mando Mondays once again. Wait a second, let's get that theme song going. Oh, I've just knocked over my Paz Vizsla co- um, uh, thing. Give us a... I want a Boba Fett figure now. <laughs> I want a Boba Fett figure. Where are we? One day, Friday, mother, Mando. It really was just another Mando Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but thank you all for listening. This has been Qui-Gon's Happy Hour. I've been your host, Jordan. Um, if you'd like to listen, there is a new episode coming out as well. Um, the day after this episode comes out, I think this is, I'm recording this on uh, Tuesday. So this is out on Tuesday. I know sometimes Mando Mondays come out on Tuesdays, but you know, it's close enough. <laughs> Um, it's more of a name than, than, than a date, than a t- day of the week, but we're, I'm going to do, uh, we're going to do a life day special next week along with Mando Mondays. And we are going to do a, um, a session for, um, we're going to talk about the nine episodes of the nine, nine new shows and tell and movies that are coming out for Disney plus, um, in the star Wars realm. So that's really fun. That's really cool. So we're going to get into that. If you want to go and listen to that, that will be out uh, the following day after this. But ladies and gentlemen, this has been 
Mando Mondays, Qui-Gon's Happy Hour, a Star Wars podcast. It seems we're going to have a lot of things to talk about here on Qui-Gon's Happy Hour. I was worried next year we might we might have to slow it down, but we definitely don't, ladies and gentlemen. Don't you worry about that. We're going to try and get some guests next year. I have some big, big plans for this show. So stay tuned. Merry Christmas. Happy Life Day, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, I've been your host, Jordan. This has been Qui-Gon's Happy Hour. Never forget, this is the way. May the force be with you. Always. Thank you.